It's rivalry week, or rivalry, rivalry week has passed, and uh, there are hurt feelings. There are fired coaches, but you know what? The Panther Pod remains victorious. LSU wins. It was a little shaky there for a minute. Mm, it was a little shaky it, there. It, it, it was a little scary. West Virginia wins. It was. It was really. It, it was, was very shaky. It was very shaky. <laughs> it was very very scary. Very scary. And guess what, guys? Guess what? Oh, and what? Just wait. The J-M-U Dukes are now bowl eligible. That's right. That was straight from Dubboof, J-T-C. Yeah. Applause, applause, applause for the Dukes. Applause, applause for the, for the Dukes. They will not compete for a conference title, but they will compete for a bowl game. They very well could face West Virginia or LSU. Um, however, 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 though, Cole, uh, JMU does have a better record than – Both of our teams. Than yes. both of our teams. So there's that. There's that. Um, um, yeah, definitely a uh, sweet victory there uh, for JMU and Jacksonville State. Applause, applause from Naboof again. Uh, yeah, no, definitely has to feel good for those two programs. Uh, it sucks that it took this long for the NCAA to basically run out of options for bowl games and be like, oh, JMU, Jacksonville State, here you go. But either way, uh, love to see it for the James Madison University. Yep, Dukes. Uh, this is our recap show from Rivalry Week, and uh, right along with us. Thank you for listening to the Panther Pod. I'm Owen Spelling. My name's Cole Connor, and this all right. Getting started, Cole, for our recap show here. Uh, starting things out, the game. Did not go the way that I thought it would go. Oh, H. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, Michigan. Um, I would love to say that they absolutely steamrolled them, but yeah, no, it, it was a good win for the Wolverines. Both teams are still very much in the hunt for the CFP. Uh, just depends on how uh, championship weekend goes. Uh, Ohio State's out of the, out of the CFP. I don't think so. I, I I think they are 100% out of the CFP, especially if <clears throat> Texas wins the Big 12. Ohio State is 100% out yeah. of the CFP. They're 100% out of the CFP. They don't even make it to their, their conference title game. They're, they're out. Sorry, guys. Hope you enjoy the Alamo Bowl. Um, that's just the way to – hey, maybe Ohio State and JMU will get a bowl game. <laughs> oh, God. I think the Dukes can pull it out. Anyways. Uh, Michigan wins 30-24. to um, At halftime, it was 14-10. 24-17 uh, going into the fourth quarter. 
uh, Michigan was able to hold off a last-second-ditch effort from Ohio State to seal the victory. Um, looking at stats in this one, uh, just some key players here. Blake Corum had 22 attempts for 88 yards and two touchdowns for the Wolverines. J.J. McCarthy went 16 for 20, 148 yards through the air, one touchdown. Kyle McCord, uh, 18 for 30, 271 yards and two touchdowns for the Buckeyes. And Marvin Harrison Jr. had five receptions, 118 yards and one touchdown, pretty much showing why he is the consensus number one overall pick in next year's NFL draft. Uh, And for Ohio State, just couldn't limit the turnovers. Kyle McCord had two interceptions thrown uh, against Michigan. And Ryan Day falls for a third year in a row to the Wolverines, to to a backup head coach in Michigan. What what are your feelings? Number one, I think Ryan Day is a fantastic coach. Yeah, I would love to have Ryan Day I coach would, at absolutely. LSU. Absolutely, I, I get it. For Ohio State fans, this is a big deal that for three straight years, uh, Ryan Day has been unable to win the game. Mm-hmm. He has been unable to make it to a conference title game, but he did make it to the play. He did make it to the playoffs last year and took Georgia all the way down to the wire. Yeah. Um, However, my question to you is, though, Cole, mm-hmm. do you think that Ohio State, the university, and fans get do not get complacent, not complacent, but do, they, do you think they, they're getting restless? I think they got restless last year, but is Ryan Day on the hot seat? Um, I genuinely think he is, which is an insane thing to say coming from a one-loss program this year. But that just goes to show the importance of the game and this much, you know, um, this much pressure on both of these programs to perform well in that rivalry. Agreed. Um, I do think, I don't think Ryan Day is going to get fired in the offseason, but next year, if they have a sluggish start for whatever reason, um, or Ryan Day continues to lose the game. Um, then, you know, it's definitely something that uh, won't sound too crazy. Let me put it to you like that. I th- I still think it sounds crazy, because, but I get it. Yeah. I get it. Your biggest, well, you constantly are losing to your biggest rival, but shoot, you're going 11-1 and one every year. Mm-hmm. Every year, and that's not good enough? But that one loss is most of the times good enough to make a case against Ohio State for getting into the CFP. And for and it keeps them from going. Now, but, but, think about this, Cole. But, continue your thought first, it keeps them out of the conference championship it game. It does keep them out of the conference championship game, but this is the last year that it does that, or yeah. it could do that. Because next year, there are no more divisions. Yeah. There are no USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington all come into the Big Ten. I think and it's, they do not. No, you're fine. Um, they do not. They're not going to have divisions. They do not yeah. have divisional play anymore. So therefore, if we very well could see a Michigan and Ohio State Big Ten championship game. Yeah, which I think coming into or going into next year, and that's kind of the reason why I'm gleaning that route is if he loses to Michigan again next year that's when you start because at that point you're losing in the conference championship game you're not 
you're not doing any kind of lateral or like downward movement at that point. You're just doing a lateral movement. It's like, oh, okay, you lost in the conference championship game, but this is the fourth year in a row that you lost to Michigan. Sorry, bye. Fair enough. I could see that happening. Fair enough. Oh, oh well, too bad. Bye, Rocco. Um, I, I mean, I get it, but I just, man, I just really. I would love to go 11 and 1. I would, I would kill to go 11 and 1. Me and you both. Me and you both. Uh, but you know what? It's, it's okay. You'll more than likely get there before I do. So it's, it's all right. Uh, SEC. Hey, JMU's oh, already, yeah, already, JMU's already there. JMU's already 11 to 1. JMU's already 11. We're getting a lot of like the booth is very like. Booth is. Uh, uh, booth is. Jabbered off over here. Oh, oh, oh now. Oh, oh we now you're telling down. a simmer oh, down. We get the simmer down. Uh. Hey, booth from the both of us. Oh, oh. First, first time happening. Booth is being told to simmer down, y'all. By God, JTC's grabbing the steel chair. <laughs> oh. um, but I lost to this one. I think you picked Michigan to win. I did this pick one. Michigan. I, I, I took the L in this one. Um, I really thought Ryan Day and Ohio State would, be able to pull it, would have been able to pull it out. But you know what? They didn't. Michigan goes on to the Big Ten Championship game. Can Iowa pull the upset next week? We'll see. And, and beat, beat the Wolverines? We'll, God, we'll wouldn't that out. be an absolute – that would just – oh, my God. That wouldn't would that ruin wrong? the entire right? college football I think that, that right there is how Ohio State gets into the into – Yeah, the, if Iowa beats Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Uh, Moving on uh, to our Kentucky matchup. <sighs> Cardinals. We did, we did not cover Kentucky or Louisville last week. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No. This is um, oh no! I know what I. I wish we would have conto- covered Kentucky Louisville because that would have pre- that would have prevented us from talking about the heartbreaker of the season, y'all. I'm so sad. I am. Devastated. I my heart breaks for Oregon State. Oregon in the last Civil War, in the final Civil War, Oregon and Oregon State. Oregon trumps Oregon State thirty-one to seven. Just. Absolute domination by the Ducks yeah, over the dog Beavers. Walk. You, I could cry for Oregon State. Not only do you lose the last Civil War, but you've also lost your conference, and now you've lost your head coach and Jonathan Smith being hired at Michigan State. Yep. Um, it's devastating for a program like Oregon State. They are also losing quite a good bit of talent this year as well. Uh, players graduating out of the system and, you know, probably going to hit the transfer portal quite a good bit now that you don't have that head coach anymore. Uh, Bo Nix absolutely lit it up this game, 33 for 40, 367 yards through the air, three total touchdowns, uh, combined two passing and one rushing. Uh, Troy Franklin, nine receptions, 128 yards, one touchdown. DJ Uyangale had a good game, 19 for 35, 220 yards through the air, and one passing touchdown. Um, What killed Oregon State? I will tell you. Time of possession, Oregon, 34 minutes versus 25 for Oregon State. Oregon was able to control the uh, ball a little bit longer. Uh, Oregon also had 480 total yards versus Oregon State's 273. Both had nine drives. Both ran a similar number of plays, 68 for Oregon, 59 for Oregon State. Um, 
Oregon was able to rush the ball quite a good bit more efficiently than Oregon State was. Damian Martinez was essentially a non-factor in this game for the Beavers. It's just a depressing game. It is. Honestly, Oregon State just couldn't get anything going offensively. Like, yes, they had 220 total yards of offense, but they couldn't get anything going on the ground. Passing was just not not there for them. They also had that one interception. As they well. also had a one. I had an interception. It it just it wasn't there for Oregon State. It was not there. What a disappointing way to end your pack your Pac twelve days against Oregon. You finish out the year eight and four. You're you'll get to a decent bowl game, but Oregon State LSU. Or Oregon State LSU, right or there. Oregon State West, West Virginia. Virginia. That would be that would be absolutely wild. Uh, but I, I hate it for the Beavers. Yeah. Hate it for the Beavers. Just I hate it for for both Oregon State and Washington State because you you never want to see a conference die the way that it did. It's one thing of a conference dies, which the Apple Cup was absolutely wild too. It was the Apple Cup was phenomenal. It's it like, just again, these two teams just got the raw end of the deal, and I hate it because these two programs, while they're not historic, while I mean they are historic, they have their own history, but while they're not a blue blood, while they're not a top fifteen program or a top twenty five program year in and year out, they still love football. They want to yeah. go play football. Okay, Washington State and freaking Mike Leach as a head coach, not five, not even ten years ago. And doing well with Mike Leach. Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania was running wild over there. And yet Cal and Stanford get to survive and go on and play more games in a Power 5 conference while Oregon State and Washington State are left behind? That's just wrong. It's wrong. It's just sickening, Cole. (laughs) It's sickening. It is utterly sickening. Disgusting. Yes. It is just absolutely terrible. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I hate it. I genuinely hate it for the Beavers. I genuinely hate it for the Cougars in Washington State. I just, I wish there was something we, there was something that somebody could do to, to help them out. Now, granted, do I want them coming to the Big Twelve? Absolutely not, because I'm tired of the Western teams. All right, <laughs> give me more East Coast teams. I just don't want the Pac-12 to die. Simple, plain and simple as that. That's fair. No, it's, it's very much. I know that we kind of veered off track here uh for conference realignment purposes um it is very much i think the fans are of the same mindset where if it ain't broke don't fix it but the pac-12 the sec the big 10 uh essentially every single pro uh, every single power five conference with the exception of the pac-12 is just throwing money at the broadcasters and saying hey we want these programs here. We want, you know, and it's it's hard. It's really hard to watch because you're losing all of these rivalry games that, I mean, for the first time in God knows how long, LSU might not play Auburn next year. And I don't know how to feel about that because that is, and since the 80s, has been one of the premier matchups in the SEC. All of a sudden, we're losing that. And it sucks. It really does suck. Um, and I hope that they find a way in 2024, 2025 to correct it and say, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. You're going to play these teams on a bi-yearly basis or, you know, something to at least keep the spark there. Um, Because the last thing I want to do, and truly no offense, but it's the perfect example, 
I don't want my rivals to be a team where, like Pitt, I don't play them for 20-plus years or however long it was uh, for West Virginia Pitt because that is an exciting college football matchup, and so is LSU-Auburn. Now, do I think that ESPN is going to step in and say, look, we need the demo numbers for a game like LSU-Bama? Yes, absolutely. That is something that I, to this day, I don't think will ever escape playing Alabama. But, you know, it sucks because Ole Miss, LSU, LSU-Auburn, um, and I, I know I'm talking a lot about my program, but that's just what I know. It's what I'm comfortable with. Um, it sucks losing those kind of rivalries, and this is one of those kind of rivalries, Oregon State-Oregon. Agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> um, Off my soapbox now. Sorry. No, you're fine. Um, I, I think I've – I have a permanent soapbox here. That's okay. that's fair. Um, but, yeah, again, th- Oregon State gets throttled by Oregon. Absolute domination by the Ducks. They keep their conference title hopes alive. They keep their CFP hopes alive. Um, they go on to play Washington next week in the Pac-12, in the final Pac-12 championship game. Um, so let that be as it may. We'll cover that next week. But, again, Tough sign-off for the Oregon State Beavers. They're not they're not going to stop playing football, but unfortunately they'll probably be part of the Mountain West next year, and, and, and there will be no West Coast Power 5 conference anymore. That's sad. It's incredibly sad. It's incredibly sad. Um, uh, moving on, we both took the L in this one, but I think America also took the L in this as well. Uh, <clears throat> and so uh, Oregon State, Oregon closes. Uh, the door closes shut on that one for a while. Uh, may the Civil War rest in peace. Moving on to a, another rivalry game, in-state rivalry, uh, North Carolina and NC State. NC State abso- just not dominates, but definitely, uh, I would say, um, I've lost my train of thought. You're good. Um, they, um, they secure a win. They, 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 What's the what? Keep talking. I gotta think of the word here. Keep talking. Keep talking. I've fumbled. I've fumbled so bad here. It's. I literally tried to cover a game that we did not cover whatsoever. So I. I think you're. You got to pass here. Um. In C, hold on. What are you saying? In C, oh yeah, number twenty two beats North Carolina. Okay. N C State Wolfpack is back, baby. Uh, Kevin Conception. 186 total yards, two touchdowns from the uh, electric wide receiver that apparently had a breakout game for him. Uh, Brendan Armstrong proving more and more each week that he made the right decision to jump ship from UVA, uh, which we'll get into here in a bit. 22 for 31, 334 yards passing and three touchdowns. Um, Looking at – I'm trying to see on Fox Sports where they have the – Okay, there we go. Uh, Drake May passing had 254 total yards on 22 completions, uh, 38 attempts for two passing touchdowns. Uh, He also added 106 rushing yards uh, with another touchdown there. Um, Good win for the Wolfpack. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, NC State dominated time of possession, literally doubled up UNC. Both teams had uh, – oh, no, excuse me. UNC had 12 drives. NC State had 13. NC State ran more plays. 
had more total yardage, had more yards per play, passed the ball better, and ran the ball better. Um, UNC, what killed them? Turnovers, three. They uh, lost a fumble and threw two picks. Uh, NC State jumped out to a 26-7 lead, and, yeah, they maintained it. Um, Both teams did not score in the fourth quarter, but both teams scored 13 points in the third. So it was a good win for the Wolfpack. Um, They are now 22 in the nation, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Full CFP rankings will come out on Tuesday. Um, But... Heck of a win for the Wolfpack. Also, what a what a year for the Wolfpack. Down and out early on in the year, and they finish out the year nine and three. You wouldn't expect it. Nine and three. NC State. Uh, oh, there it is. C- continues okay. to keep climbing down in the ACC. Soon enough, they'll be in the ACC conf- in, the, in the title game. Possibly be a, a title uh, a title uh, conference champion soon enough. So we'll see. Uh, but. Way to go, NC State. Nine and three on the year. North Carolina falls flat, going eight and four in the fifth year under Mac Brown, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so, what was a ACC favorite for the title for the uh, for the conference championship at one point in time is now eight and four and right there middle of the pack. So, question for you: Do you think Drake May leaves UNC in the off season? No, I think he stays. I think they've. I think they're gonna kind of keep building, see what's going on, um, especially after last year getting throttled in the championship game. Let's see, uh, but I think Drake May stays with Matt Brown and that whole staff over there. I think he's in the best possible position uh, right now, um, but at the same time, I would be concerned if something like this happens next year in his junior season. I agree. Because, I mean, he lit the world on fire last year, kind of falling flat this year, not even going to lie, which falling flat as in throwing two interceptions in a game where he absolutely shouldn't have. Uh, He's still lighting the world on fire this year. Uh, Looking at his season stats, 3,608 yards passing, 24 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Um not even accounting for anything rushing, uh, 449 rushing yards and nine rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, no, it is, it'll be interesting to see how next year goes for the Tar Heels. Uh, if they fall flat again, I wouldn't, I would be surprised if Drake May sticks around for a senior season. Um, maybe he transfers to a, you know, Big Ten school. Uh, just to try and improve his draft stock. And honestly, for UNC, too, you turn the ball over three times in this game, losing a fumble and Drake May throwing those two interceptions. That's tough. Right there, right right off the bat, you, th- you lose the ball three times, you get three turnovers. That's three extra drives that NC State has. That's three extra opportunities that they have to score. So right then and there, I mean, that's yeah. just that's something you cannot do if you're wanting to contend for a conference title and possibly be part of the CFP or the playoff picture. Um, but, yeah, again, good good win for the Wolfpack. Wolfpack they caused mass, mass destruction. Mass destruction. The, <laughs> they caused mass destruction Why? in the state of North Why Carolina. Why do we have the same brain cells? Could, could, we, could, we, poss- could we possibly see a uh, uh, LSU-NC State um, That'd be a good matchup. Could be also a good matchup, yep. 
Moving right along to a game that Cole so politely pointed out to me that I did not want to cover. You did not want to pick this game, and it ended up being a heck of a one for the SEC. The Iron Bowl in um, what a poorly, poorly, uh, poorly commented post or poorly captioned post by uh, ESPN. Alabama surprises or stuns Auburn in an Iron Bowl game win. They did not stun Auburn. Alabama was suspected to win this by 50, and they they beat them by three. Whoop-de-doo. Great job, Alabama. I understand. <laughs> You're doing exactly whatever I thought you were going to do. Actually, you underachieved. Yay. I genuinely understand. Auburn underst- didn't come up a level. You dropped down to their level. Woohoo! Look, all I'm going to say is LSU handled business against Auburn, and Bama was out here beating them by three. And then they beat you by two, by yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Uh, SEC, who knows? Um, we all know it's Georgia-Alabama <laughs> every year with the occasional LSU. We all know. Don't act like who knows. This is the most wide open. No. No, what I'm saying is is Alabama barely beats Auburn. LSU blows out Auburn. And then Alabama blows out LSU. That's what I'm saying. Either way, I understand it. And this is the only thing I'm going to say in ESPN's defense on that. Because I agree with you. It is a dumb caption. But. Alabama did stun Auburn in the last play of the game with Jalen Milrow throwing a 63-yard dot to seal the deal for the Crimson Tide. And I hate saying that. (sighs) Man, looking at stats for a second, Jalen Milrow, 16 for 24, 259 yards through the air. Uh, two touchdowns for a QBR of 184.8. Jalen Miller also had 18 attempts on the ground for 107 yards. Uh, Jason McClellan, 15 attempts, 66 yards. And then Roydell Williams, 8 attempts, 30 yards, and a touchdown. And really where Auburn was better in this game compared to Alabama was rushing the ball. Peyton Thorne could do nothing over it through the air. Mm-hmm. But you know what? He was the third or fourth best rusher on the team for Auburn right behind uh, Jordan, uh, right behind Jordan Hunter. Or not, Jar- uh, Jarquez. Jarquez Hunter uh, right behind – Damari. Damari Austin? Damari. Damari Austin, Peyton Thorne. You know, they all had 10-plus carries for over 50, for over almost six, each 60-plus yards. Uh, Peyton Thorne actually had 57 yards. And, you know, Damari Austin only had a touchdown if you give up. If you uh, Johnson also had a touchdown as well. I'm looking at this. His, his, one, his single carry. Javarius Johnson had one touchdown for 12 yards. So, again, 244 yards rushing for the Tigers compared to Alabama's 193. But, again, Jalen Milrow was lighting it up through the air. Mm -hmm. We saw that on the very last play of the game. Alabama had 260 yards passing the ball. Auburn had 93. Yeah. They could not throw the ball. They could run the ball, which is what keeps you – obviously. I think think this game also is a perfect example of why – Yes, the game has changed over the years. It always it used to be a one hundred percent used to be a wishbone triple option. God, I miss it. The veer <laughs> they always ran the veer in old school power eye power eye 
all run the football was the key to the game. And then you start getting in these high flying air raid Mike Leach Devere, Marshall. Yeah, all right. I see where you pulled that out. <laughs> The veer. You don't okay. have to. You don't have to call me out on the podcast. Okay? I wasn't trying to call you out. You it were one hundred percent trying to call me out. You didn't. I. I was throwing out some football knowledge. I was I impressed. Up, okay? I was very Thank impressed. You. And then you said the veer, and I was like, "Wait a minute. Why does Owen know what the veer is?" I know what the veer is. Okay, but M- Marshall. Okay, whatever. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Back to the Iron Bowl. Back to the Iron Bowl again. <laughs> Auburn was able to stay in this game because they were the better rushing team. Mm-hmm. It does not matter if you can ball, throw the ball 43 times or 16 times. If you can effectively rush the ball or mm-hmm. effectively run the football, you have a good chance of winning the game, You have a good and you have a great chance of keeping the game competitive because you control the clock when you run the football. You know what's really interesting, though? Alabama rushed for more attempts than Auburn did. And they produced 50 less yards. Or, uh, yeah, no, 52 less yards. Um, Auburn has shown time and time again that really doesn't matter if, you know, it, and it goes back to exactly what you were saying. It does not matter when you're coming up against Auburn. They're going to run the ball down your throat. Um, do I expect that to change next season when Hugh Freeze has a little bit more time to recruit and, you know, tamper? Um, yes, 100%. Um, I think that Auburn will be a pass-first offense next year. But this year has proven that Auburn can run the ball at will. And if they continue to do so, they might compete. Maybe. Maybe. I can't even say that, no. (laughs) They're not going to compete in the SEC. Um, Give it some time, but I think the Tigers could be deadly. I think so, too. Eventually. Eventually. They will eventually. Um, But for this one, Alabama wins 27-24. Alabama could very well possibly, if they beat Georgia next week, uh, we could very well well possibly see Alabama keep the SEC out of the playoff picture. Yeah. (sighs) Think about this, Cole. Yeah. Because if if Alabama wins, Mm -hmm. Texas might get ahead of – yeah. If Texas wins – Texas has to win the Big 12 championship, hands and down. Georgia has to lose it. Yeah. Georgia has to lose the SEC championship in order for this to, in order for this to occur. Yep. God, I hope it does. Like it's not even from. I don't. I don't want Texas to win the Big 12 championship game. They're leaving next year. Horns down. Horns still. down. But Horns like down. from my perspective as an SEC fan. I I'm sick of it, dude. I genuinely am. Like SEC pride, non-existent. It's like what I don't. Was your SEC pride last year the one that you had last year? Look, <laughs> you didn't make the title game. It's not here anymore. It's not. It's fine. We're it's, good. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. We uh, lost to the national champions. That's all I'm gonna say. Um. No, good win for – I'm not even – I can't even say that. I can't say good win for the Crimson Tide because I hate the Crimson Tide, even though I picked them to win. Bad win. Ugly win for the Crimson Tide here, which I think is very fair to say in the Iron Bowl. Uh, definitely leaves a lot of questions when they match up against Georgia in the SEC Championship in Atlanta. Yep. Um, next up, 
It is the Commonwealth Cup. How else? However, there was no Commonwealth of points in this one as Virginia Tech awarded all of the points against UEA. 55 to 17. The Chokies take down the Wahoos. Sorry, I just Wahoo stepped on Wah. Wahoo Wah. Um, <clears throat> uh, Madison Messenger, your uh, basketball season officially begins now. Um, so have fun with that. Tech. Wins their nineteenth, wins the ninth, their nineteenth game against UVA. Um, excuse me, they win their eighteenth game against UVA in the last nineteen meetings. Is this even a rivalry anymore? Nope. <laughs> Is this even? I get it. You both UVA and Tech don't like each other, but you law, but you Tech beat UVA. It's like good old fashioned hate. Straight. It's the exact same thing as good old fashioned hate. Like Georgia Tech, Georgia. Mm. That is that could you could argue that that rivalry has not been relevant since the late '90s and early 2000s, and it's still touted as one of the best rivalry games in college football. The only difference is this is Virginia Tech that we're talking about. I was hoping and praying that UVA would win here because I do not want to see Virginia Tech in a bowl game. They're just going to get obliterated, and we all know who the best school is in Virginia. It's JMU. JMU. Um, uh, or Liberty. You can throw them in there, too. But it's JMU. I will say this. Historic, it's JMU. Historically, historically, it still looks like a rivalry. All right, It is still Virginia Tech leads 61-38. to 38. All right, so there's there's that. But for crying out loud, from 2004 to 2018, Virginia Tech won this game repeatedly, repeatedly. And then you, and then 2019, they finally get a UVA finally gets a win, and then they just lose it right again. (laughs) Like, ah. Kyron Drones for Tech had uh, he went ten for twenty two, two hundred and forty four yards through the air and three touchdowns. Um, who is Tutton? Oh, good God Almighty! Basial, Basial, B H A Y S H U L. Um, hold on, I am I am going to check. Keep going. Uh, Basial Tutton. Yeah, Basial. Yeah, Basial. Um, he led the Chokies, uh, 16 attempts, 117 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Um, Holloway for the Chokies, Tucker Holloway, had <clears throat> excuse me, one attempt, 33 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and then Malachi Thomas had seven attempts, uh, four, what is that, 29 yards, and a touchdown as well. I'm going to be real honest with you. I cannot stand Virginia Tech. Never have. This game shows, again, what running the ball does for your program. Um, Time of possession, UVA won 31 minutes to Virginia Tech's 28. Both teams had – Tech had 15 drives. UVA had 14 uh, Tech only ran 60 plays. UVA ran 76. The difference is Virginia Tech had 500 total yards. UVA had 286. This, Jay, you were asking earlier what murder ball is. This is murder ball. 
you're up 24 to nothing at halftime, and then you score 24 points in the third quarter. Um, this was terrible. Absolutely terrible. 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 Um, bad win for you. Or, uh, no, not bad win. Bad loss for UVA. Um, definitely going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Anthony Calandria, uh, quarterback for the Wahoos, uh, 29 for 46, 243 yards through the air, two touchdowns. Malachi Fields, six receptions, 89 yards, and the only two touchdowns of the day for the Cavaliers. <sighs> I hate it. Yeah, I hate it for the Wahoos. I, hate it. I really do. Really do. Uh, you know what I also hated uh, last night was the fact that Baylor came all the way back and almost beat West Virginia. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That is exactly. I also hate the two back-to-back rushing to the two back-to-back kickoff returns for for a score that West Virginia gave up as well. West Virginia does beat Baylor 34 to 31 in a rainy Waco night, all right? However, it is an ugly 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 win. West Virginia was 30 seconds away from being 7 and 5 until Garrett Green just throws the ball, hits Jaheim White for a touchdown. Excuse me, for a touchdown. They go off they drive the field 80 yards for that beautiful touchdown pass, and they win the game. However, this was an uninspiring – I say uninspiring. This is a, a like a poor performance by West Virginia. Yeah. Okay? We do finish out the year 8-4. and four. Amazing. This is Neil Brown's mo- winning – like his uh, winning season. Thank you. Yeah. This is his winning a season at West Virginia. And I, and I, I honestly – it is only his winning a season at West Virginia is because somebody lit a fire under his tail and said, hey, you've got to win this year, otherwise you're out. I think a lot of credit has to go to your AD on that one. I, th- I think it I think it is, too. We get a new AD. We'll see. There was one guy that I was watching on YouTube. I thought it was utterly ridiculous. He was like, had we lost that game? Absolutely. I was going to say fire Neil Brown because we would have been 7-5, but we won the game. And I'm saying, hey, hold on, let's let's wait a minute. That is ludicrous thinking. Yeah. That is insanity thinking that you think just because we did not march in there and take care of a 3-9 and nine team, or 3-8 and eight at the time, but we didn't march in there and take care of a 3-8 and eight team and let them come back and almost beat us and we're – Seven and four, eight and four now. Are you kidding me? That's not okay. So to that fans, and I did not watch the video um, that you are referencing. Uh, I don't know what his context was, but I could see where he would be upset there because if he was talking about halftime in this game versus the end of the game, West Virginia was up 27-14. Like at that point, you can see – you can audibly see in the score column, Neil Brown said, okay, step off the gas. Let's not go for murder ball here. Let's go just secure the win. And it's bad. We let a backup quarterback who couldn't even tie up his own cleats throw for 215 yards for um, 14 of 16. 17 of 19, excuse me, 17 of 19. 17 of 19, a backup quarterback who couldn't lace up their own cleats, let them throw for 215 yards and go 17 for 19 with no interceptions. I would love to say that West Virginia's secondary is the worst, but then I look at LSU. So. It's, it is utterly ridiculous, Cole, 
about. I mean, this are you sickening? It's sickening. It's sickening. It drives me uh, crazy. But then you look at it, and it's like, how can you justify firing a guy who just went eight and four, his most winning a season at West Virginia? And I, I, I honestly, I would, I would get the. Um, I would get the hesitation for firing Neil Brown because look at the players that we've got. We've got C.J. Donaldson, Garrett Green, and Jaheim White. Garrett Green was 14 carries for 103 yards and two touchdowns, and Jaheim White was 17 carries for 133 yards and a passing touchdown. Okay? Traylon Ray had a touchdown. He uh, uh, had a touchdown reception, so as did Jaheim White. I mean, it's – you. And Garrett Green had two passing touchdowns and was 269 yards through the air. And he was 16 for 20, 16 for 25. Like, like you look at that, like Garrett Green's a stud. O-line is a stud. They regressed a little bit uh, a little uh, this past this game. On the backfield with CJ and Jaheim is a stud. The uh, the receivers have gotten better. The young receivers have been better this year. And our defensive line has been really good. Now our secondary has struggled mightily, okay? But our our front seven have been really good. So you you look at it, you look at all the potential growth. But you know, my thing is, is what happens if there's no growth? You keep him for another year and nothing happens, and we're having the same issue. Like I'm not okay with mediocrity. But here is the good thing for Neil Brown is that he has raised the bar for himself. We know you're capable of 8 and 4. Now show us next year you got to go 9 and 3 or or 10 wins. Like like now this is a, this is unacceptable if you if you, anything less. You know, anything less than 8 and 4 is unacceptable. And stop beating teams or don't stop beating teams. Stop <laughs> stop, winning. stop winning games. I was going to say stop beating teams with a losing record. Keep doing that. But start beating teams that you're either that you're either even with or have a better record than you. Yeah. Okay, don't just it, it, like like all eight wins have come from a team that had a losing record this year. Duquesne, Pitt, Texas Tech, TCU, BYU, Houston, Cincinnati. Like Cole, do you realize that all of those teams are not going to a bowl game? Mm. All of it, but we didn't even beat Houston. We lost to Houston. They just fired their coach. Mm. They fired Dana Holgerson. Mm. We didn't beat Oklahoma State. We got blown out by Oklahoma. We were in the conference title, in the conference title picture, and couldn't get it done. We played Penn State close for three quarters. Again, we won. I'm happy. I'm happy we won. We're eight and four. Feels good. However, I have mixed feelings. I'm very mixed on this win. I'm very I don't know how to take this win. We'll see. We'll see what the AD does. He it's his job. He makes the big bucks for hiring and firing. Maybe he decides to keep him, maybe he doesn't. Or maybe is it just the fact that Neil Brown needs to do staff needs to make major staff changes and that's what changes the game. Well, and again, playing devil's advocate here, your offense put up 200 or uh sorry. 519 total yards, 269 through the air, 250 on the ground. If West Virginia's offense is putting up 500 yards a game, you're winning a lot of games. I don't think the problem is your offensive coordinator. I think your problem is your defensive coordinator and your secondaries coach. 100%. Because with, uh, okay, Houston win, Mm -hmm. our Houston loss. Um, 
sorry to bring that up, but final minutes of that game, there was no defense being played by either team. Uh, West Virginia gave up that long touchdown, the long passing touchdown, because their secondary was gassed, visibly tired on the field. So you need to make some serious staff changes if you want to go 9-3, and 10-2 and two next season. I think the best thing that – so Neil Brown is staying. Like, if that's the case, Neil Brown stays. Cool. Fire defensive coordinator, fire your secondary coach. Get some new blood in there. See what's going to happen. Um, if that doesn't change things – Maybe it's time to start looking at Neil Brown again. Say, okay, we regressed or we went eight and four. Maybe we look for a splash higher in the offseason next year. Granted, don't know what splash hires are going to be available at that point, but still, you can't keep plateauing like this. If you keep going eight and four, I would imagine that your defensive coordinator is your first one to go. Um, no, your secondary coach is your first one to go, and then your defensive coordinator, and then Neil Brown. If I was the West Virginia AD, but I don't get paid that much, so fair enough. Fair enough. Again, West Virginia wins. Very happy about that. Thirty-four, thirty-one, going to a good bowl game. Maybe the Pop Tarts Bowl. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Pop Tarts. <laughs> uh, yes, West Virginia. Uh, again, beats the Baylor Bears 34-31. Uh, more than likely, Neil Brown stays next season. We'll see. So, going into mine, I just want both of you to know, at the end of the third quarter, I was saying that we need to fire Brian Kelly. <laughs> Fully. Um, yeah, no, this was an emotional roller coaster for me. At the end of the day, LSU pulls out the W, 42-30, off of a monster fourth-quarter performance from, you guessed it, Jane Daniels and Malik Neighbors. Man, it feels good to have a good offense. I just wish our defense wouldn't make us come back in every single freaking game we play. Time of possession, Texas A&M dominated us, 36-39 to 23-21. We had 12 total drives. They had 10. We ran 52 total plays. They ran 76. They had more yardage than us, 390 to 389. Um, LSU's offense in the first half came out sluggish. It was bad. 17-14 uh, going into halftime. LSU scores makes it 21-17. Uh, and then Texas A&M scores to get them back on top, 24-17. Uh, and then, our, uh, sorry, 24-21. And then LSU goes wild in the fourth quarter, making it 42-30 for the final score. Um, good, good matchup. I was so worried that we were going to drop this game. Uh, thankfully, we haven't. And a little bit, um, and not calling out West Virginia football by all means, um, I was in the same boat as you are as far as we haven't really beaten a whole lot of teams with winning, winning records. Um, this win solidified us, I feel like. We are a good program. We are losing Jaden Daniels. That was the last time that we will ever see Jaden Daniels in uh, Tiger Stadium. Uh, he declared, RIP, number five, that kid is going to win the Heisman. Um, 
that's all we can ask for right now. He was responsible for 50 total touchdowns in the regular season. Uh, all the other SEC quarterbacks who have done that have gone on to win the Heisman. Uh, so, fingers crossed for number five. It's Garrett Nussmeyer's time. Noose! Um, LSU finishes out the regular season 9-3, and 6-2 and two in conference, tied for Ole Miss for second in the SEC West. Uh, Ole Miss obviously does have the tiebreaker over us, so that's why they are uh, in second and we are in third. Um, Bama obviously won the West, 8-0 in conference. Georgia won the East, 8-0 in conference. Um, I am hoping and praying that we get a halfway decent bowl matchup just so that way um, if Jaden Daniels decides to play in the bowl game, he can light it up and show again why he either deserved the Heisman or why he deserves to be a top five pick in next year's draft. Um, it was sad. It was very sad watching him play his last game um, in Death Valley. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what the future brings, uh, either with Nussmeyer or with a transfer quarterback in the offseason. Don't really know which way uh, the program is leaning at this point, but Jane Daniel scores four touchdowns as number 14 in the nation, LSU, beats Texas A&M 42-30. to uh, What a send-off. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sad. I am very sad. It was a very good win, and I am so stoked to go 9-3 and three on the season. Are you tearing up, Cole? A little bit. Are you sad? Yeah. Are you melancholy? What? Are you going to cry? What? Um, yeah, no. Uh, good win for LSU. I think uh, we're projected to get uh, Alamo Bowl right now is um, our number one projection. Um, I know last year we were – in the Cheez-It Bowl, I think we're favored to either get Alamo, Cheez-It, or Music City Bowl. If you get the Music City Bowl, likely going to be against Notre Dame. So, we shall see. Yep. Uh, that is our recap for the regular season here on the Panther Pod. Next week is Championship Week, where we will see many great championship matchups. We'll see Texas, Oklahoma State for the Big 12 championship, Oregon, Washington for the Pac-12, Alabama, Georgia, SEC, Louisville, Florida State, ACC, and then Big 10 is Michigan and Iowa. Iowa. Thank you. Um, I had to chime in there. I thank you. Um, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about some group of fives maybe uh, if JMU JMU is not going to play for their conference title game even though they should. They deserve it. Go Dukes. They deserve it. Go Dukes. Um, and we'll talk about some many more, many, many, many more. For that, I'm Owens Pennick. My name's Cole Connor. Thank you for listening to the Panther Pod.